What's up, what's up, you guys? It's your girl, Tiana Smalls, a.k.a. Coach Cooch, and I'm back, y'all, for another episode of In My Bag Podcast. Yes, everybody, it is episode 23, and if you're listening to me, you may be in the house with the kids all goddamn day because the coronavirus took the fuck over. And you know what? At first, when I heard about the coronavirus, I was, like, thinking it was, like, another you know, bullshit thing that America comes up with. But ladies and gentlemen, as it appears, it appears that it is a real thing. And some of our faves got it, like Tom Hanks and Idris Elba claimed that he has it as well. I saw that video today online. But here's the thing. I know y'all still mad at me for saying that homegirl shouldn't have wore that Gucci sweater to the royal wedding. I mean, she's still mad about that. It's okay. You don't have to be mad. I was. It was just my opinion. But if your man is sitting there talking about he, you know, tested positive for the coronavirus, why are you sitting there looking like Miss Sealy? You ain't got no goddamn mask on your face. You don't got nothing. You just sitting there like, give it to me too, Idris. I mean, how much of that dick he's slinging? But like I said, 2020 has started off really shitty from just from the beginning. It's just been a emotional roller coaster no vivian green i mean it's been really bad from kobe and his daughter dying to all the celebrities that's just been dying um you know rest in peace to the young brother pop smoke from brooklyn i wasn't familiar with his music but he's from brooklyn so we got to give him some credit and also so funny because when we went to atlanta To jump double dutch for the wait no more toya johnson's double dutch contest that's the song they played and i was like what song is this i don't even know this song so it's so funny that that was the song they played but anyway um rest in peace to pop smoke so like i said the coronavirus is taking over a lot of you guys are home with your children as you should be i mean you guys have been complaining about staying home with the kids like you gotta i hope y'all don't be saying this shit in front of your kids i mean you gotta you gotta love your kids yeah they're gonna eat you out of house and home they're gonna play fight like three times they're gonna have a real fight like four times but in the end of the day these are your children and now y'all gonna see what the teacher told y'all about y'all kids but I told my sisters, I said, listen, my nephews are free to come over and you guys can leave them here in Delaware. Just bring a food stamp card. Go find one because I know them damn kids eat like crazy. So, yeah, all boys, yeah, they're going to eat like crazy. So, anyway, people are home with their kids this weekend. And I am a part of a lot of mommy groups on Facebook. And the one thing that I've been seeing through my mommy book um, groups is that a lot of the girls are like mothers are very scared because they have to go to work still while this pandemic is going on and they have baby fathers who do not work but refuses to take the children while the woman goes to work like i don't know where girls i don't know where you girls get these goddamn terrible baby daddies from they are like so horrible like you got to sometimes do things for the family and for the greater good. Like, if you're not working and she's working, it is your responsibility to take your children and let her go to work and get the money. Like, this is just, like, out of pocket. And I love being black because <laughs> us black people, we so ignorant. It's ridiculous. And I say ignorant for, like, a reason. Coronavirus is now known as the Rona, Okay. 
Verona. So everybody's hitting me up like, yo, what are you going to do? Are you still going to go on your trip? You know, the Rona, the Rona, the Rona. I mean, the doctor's office called me and see if I wanted to reschedule. And I'm talking about, oh, yeah, because of the Rona. So, like, we're just, like, all the way ghetto. Now, let's talk about some things that are being affected by the Rona. One thing that you guys are having a little bit of a misconception about is that you guys are thinking that mortgage interest rates went down to zero. It pays to read people, and you guys know that I am a real estate professional. It's not that uh, mortgage rates went down to zero. It's just that a lot of other rates, like CD accounts and things of that nature, are going to be affected by this right now. A lot of commercial uh, mortgages are being affected because guess what? The Rona virus is affecting the stock market, which is affecting the hedge hunt, hun, you know, head hudge. What is it called again? Head hud accounts and everything like that. Those big time people are being, um, you know, not able to give the money for commercial real estate. So right now you're going to have to put down like 30% for a commercial loan right now. So it's like a lot of those things going on, but mortgage rates are not down to zero. However, they are the lowest that they've been in a long time. So if you are looking to buy a house, it may be the time now and shout out to everybody who requested, uh, the first time home buyers guide from me. I sent like out like over 400 of those. And even if 10% of those people are receptive and really, you know, want to buy a house with me in the future, then that is a success. Now, before we get more like into details about everything I want to talk to you guys about today, I want to give a real rest in peace shout out to my girl, Josie Harris. I don't want to forget about that. Josie Harris, I'm getting goosebumps just saying her full name. Josie Harris, as many of you guys probably know, is uh, Floyd Mayweather's mother of his three kids. Okay, he has three kids with her. And she passed away a few days ago. And i really been very sad about it because it's just so out of nowhere. It's like out of nowhere she passed away. And they're saying that she passed away in her car and it's not many details i've been calling around it's not a lot of details that's out but they're saying that it doesn't look like a homicide or a suicide so they're like investigating it and i'm just you know i have nothing really to say until more information come out but let me tell you guys a little bit about josie harris um Josie Harris was a good girlfriend of mine, one of those people that we just keep in touch over the phone and over the internet for years. I mean, um, she was on the show Starter Wives on TLC, and um, I had some affiliation with that show as well because at the time, DMX's wife was signed to my book publishing company. So I actually appeared, me and Roy actually appeared in the episode of Starter Wives, and then I went to the opening of Starter Wives show, and me and her... And uh, me and Shaniqua Tom Tompkins, we just all just like bonded and we just kept in touch all these years. So it is really sad to see like what exactly is like going on with this situation. And it's just like, mm, 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 mm. it's just, I don't have no idea. All I can say is that the last time I spoke to her, I got to look through my phone for the full text, but... The last time I spoke to her, she was just basically talking a lot about getting her son on as a, you know, a rapper and saying that she had to get the video paid for and she really uh, needed somebody 
who could uh, do public relations for him. And, of course, I always know somebody. So I was like, oh, okay, if you need PR, I'm going to hook you up with my guy, Ernest, and we're going to get it popping. And she was just so adamant, you know, trying to get her son, make his dream come true. And I was just like, wow. And she was doing it by herself. So I was like, you are my Shiro. So, you know, let's give, um, you know, a recipe. Um, shout out to Josie. Josie's very... Uh, Josie was a very outspoken person. She was very beautiful. Uh, she kept it real. She said whatever came to mind. And, you know, she trusted me. So we used to always just talk about real shit. So it's like very sad to see that. I mean, like every day I wake up, it's like somebody new is gone. And it's like so freaking sad. So I definitely want to give a recipe shout out to my girl Josie. Um, May she really rest in peace. She loves her kids. She just is amazing. Okay. So this is Corona mixed in with Josie passing. It's just like, damn, Lord, I cannot die right now. I just figured out my life. Like when you just figure out your life is like really like no joke. Like I just figured out my life and I'm just like. I can't die right now. I finally figured out my career. I figured out that real estate was my wifey, that the tea room is my dream girl that I had before she turned into whatever she's going to turn into. All my other side businesses is my side um, pieces. And entertainment is just, you know, something I fuck with sometimes. So I just figured out my whole life, like what I want, what I want to do. So we cannot be dying, okay? So now let's get into some juice. Okay, I've been watching some TV lately, and that's to believe your ass going to be watching some TV too. Even though you should take this time and really like better yourself and things of that nature. But like I said, we're going to be watching TV, I'm sure, of course. But I've been watching some TV lately. I watched the Tammy and um, Waka show, What the Flocka. Not a fan of the name, but I get I get what they're where they were going with because this show is absolutely super fucking real. Like they just it looked like they just turned the cameras on. Was like let's just follow them around. Now, um, I've met Tammy a couple of times. Uh, one time she came to my store in East New York, the tea room, the first tea room in East New York. Uh, for Shad Santiago's book signing and you know things of that nature. We didn't really get to talk that much that day or whatever the case may be. But um, this time when we went out to play Double Dutch for Toya Johnson event, we really got to, you know, talk and know each other. And uh, Tammy's really a star. You know, I really see that in her. her. Her First of all, her body in real life. Don't ever, never, ever wear a bodysuit near Tammy. Tammy will have you looking crazy. Now, Tammy is, I say she's a star because her personality is very sweet. Um... It, it glows. You can see, like, she could pop off, too. So, that's a really good thing. She just reminds me of my sisters for some reason. Like, she looked like she could be one of my family members with that body. Oh, my God. Please. My sisters, you know, before we got all fat, we had that kind of body. So, um, yeah, like I was saying. So, she just reminds me of one of my sisters or whatever like that. But um, her show is very real. Um, and she killed it in Double Dutch, too. I got to get into more details later on in the show. But uh, the show is very real. I like it. Uh, they were sitting their ass on the counter, so I don't want to eat there, but, <laughs> um, I do like it with the Rona going around. I don't know if they should be sitting with their real clothes on the counter, but, um, and you know what? Tammy must have read my book, Men Love Abuse, because, oh my God, she was abusing Waka Flocka ass on that show. Like, oh my God, it's like no joke. Okay. So, um, yeah, I like, 
I like how she was, you know, moving on that show and things of that nature. Okay, sorry, I was just making sure my mic was on because you guys know that I have taped this show before with no mic on and nothing like that. It, it gets really crazy. Anyway, so yeah, I do like the show. I think you guys should definitely uh, check out What the Flocka. It's a very good show. I don't know, but Deb switched up on Tammy a little bit. Deb was really... You going? I don't want to tell the show, but Deb, I don't know if it's for the show, like mother-in-law, you know, daughter-in-law beef, but... Deb was kind of coming for Tammy on this show a little bit. I don't know. Like, she used to seem like she really liked her. But I guess now that Tammy got her strength and Tammy talking shit like crazy to Waka Flocka that she can't handle it. You know how these moms are. They switch up on you sometimes. I love my mother-in-law. But I'm just saying, mother-in-laws, they be trying to switch up a little bit. I don't have that problem. But I know a lot of women who do have that problem. Another show that I've been watching is Marriage Boot camp on WeTV. Another show on WeTV. WeTV trying to come up. I mean, WeTV is the only network I wanted to go to after VH1. So it's I knew the potential that it had. But Marriage Boot Camp, my husband actually likes the show. He ran into it on YouTube and then he just started liking the show. And I I like the show, but it's not a show I can go on, but I really like the show. This season has the Puerto Rican princess, Jocelyn Hernandez, with her boyfriend, Ballistic, and <clears throat> That bitch must be on drugs the way she talked to that man. And he just sat there and just let her talk to him like that. But my husband was like, oh, well, he's on camera. He know he on camera, so he ain't going to be able to curse her ass the fuck out. But I would have cursed her out. The way she was talking to him, she gets so angry. Like, what I'm seeing in a lot of shows with black women is the anger. It's like a lot of anger, and it comes from men. I'm sorry. It comes from men dealing with you raggedy ass niggas just like the guys that don't want to take care of their kids during um spring break or whatever during the corona the rona virus shit you don't even want to take care of your kids it really causes a lot of women especially black women to be so angry it's a lot of anger like the puerto rican princess got a lot of anger in her you can just see it it's not even sexy it's not attractive at all and she has to get rid of that anger if she plans on ever uh Keeping a man and making him marry because I know she's pressed to get married right now, but she's not going to get married with that attitude. Nobody want to be stuck with a bitch the rest of their life. Like, no fucking body want to deal with that. But on the show, my girl, Adriel Styles and her husband, Style P, is on the show. And I am so shocked that these two went on marriage boot camp because, first of all, they're like hip-hop royalty. Like, to us, you know, new married people, they've been married like 25 years. And, like, in hip-hop years, 25 years is like 50 years. Like, you know, like, it don't people don't even make it that long in hip-hop. Like, I've been married five years, almost six years, and I'm like, oh, my God, I don't even know how I made it this far. So, to see somebody make it 25 years is just like totally amazing to me i don't think they need to be on that show at all because i think they got it going on however she really does she really did say that she felt that the show um helped them out a lot and that she didn't expect it but it really did um help them for the most part like figure out things that make you mad and things of that nature and i would never go on that show though because <laughs> i let me tell y'all something how i feel and I feel this way too about Ray J and Princess having a show about their marriage and spilling secrets and all your problems on TVC. Adriel and Styles P was smart. They went on a cute light show. They knew that, that that not too much stuff will come out about them and stuff like that. But Ray J and Princess, they don't got no chill button. And they love TV. And they love showing their problems on TV. I am just not a person that likes to show my problems. 
anywhere. Not even only on like TV. Like I could be giving y'all advice and I could be mad as shit about something that's going on or I could but the only thing is I do take my own advice. That's the greatest thing. Like if I tell you fuck that nigga, it's gonna be fuck that nigga on my side too. But um I just don't like sharing like my business about my marriage or like about personal personal things. Like I always say, I like to share and not overshare. That's why I like I be saving a lot of niggas on this show because I like to share without oversharing. You understand what I'm saying? But I just don't like, I feel like every bitch that wanted to fuck him or every nigga that wanted to fuck with me gonna watch that show and be like, yeah, that bitch should have been with me or oh yeah, that nigga should have been. I don't know. I just think too much. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you Would you guys go on a show, especially like this new Ray J and Princess show on Zeus and tell all your goddamn business about what you got going on and how he did this and like Ray J and Princess be going through some real shit. Like, I mean, I don't think she should have married him ever since he like pushed her ass in the pool, but even though she was trying to be abusive to him, still, I just think that they got too much, um, going on, all right, and, um, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta returns tonight, and, um, yeah, they were also there at the Double Dutch contest, a lot of them from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta was there, and, you know, everybody was, everybody was cool for the most part, I mean, everybody loves Toya Johnson, so everybody came, like, on some real straight up, uh, positive stuff, you know what I'm saying, for the, for the most part, you know what I'm saying, um, but I want to talk about something very serious, I gotta, all right, I really want to talk about Kenya Moore from Real Housewives of Atlanta, uh, legend, dog skin coalition president, beautiful, uh, Miss Universe, whatever, Miss America, I think it was Miss Universe, she is one of those people I just admired growing up, she really held it down for the dog skin girls growing up, but Kenya Moore is toxic. Kenya Moore, as much as I understand that there has to be a villain on every show, and I understand TV. TV know how to edit things and make things real, look real, and everything like that. But me being somebody that's been on TV for 10 years, I'm going to tell you this. Some of that shit is you. It ain't, it ain't no way they could just recreate a whole new character for you. It has to be some of that has to be you. And based on... Real Housewives of Atlanta. She's a bitch that I would never want to be friends with. And you know what's so funny? At one point, I was going to pitch a show with her as one of my um, panelists on a on a show like that. Because I think she could bring a lot of different things to the table. But I guess that did not work out because me and her have been fighting under that damn table. Like, <laughs> the thing she saying just to get, I don't know if she does it for a shock value. I don't know if she's hurt because she has issues with her mom. I don't know what the fuck that lady be going through. But the shit that she do on TV, she just... And then I start to think. She has a horrible marriage, right? So another person that's airing out her dirty laundry. And I wouldn't be talking about it if she didn't put it on um, TV. And this is why I don't agree with putting your marriage business on TV. But her husband, he seems like he totally don't like her. Like like Nene told her on the last episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta. It seems like she he doesn't like her. And it seems like also to me that at one point he was really into her. And then he just saw her true colors. And he was like, bitch, you, you, you fucking with the wrong one. Like, you think I'm pussy. Like, sometimes with guys, they'll start out really nice to you. And then all of a sudden, 
they'll see that you really are a bitch and they be like, oh, I, I'm not going to sit there and be nice to her because she doesn't like nice men. That's another thing I'm going to talk about my new book. Like a lot of you girls don't like nice men. A lot of you girls want the man that's going to like, you know, slap you and treat you fucked up and cheat on you, give you STDs, give you the Rona, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like you guys don't like nice guys. So maybe one day he tried to be nice to her and then he just saw like being nice to her just wasn't fucking working because she was ODing on him. So I see it as Coach Cooch being somebody that see visions about love because that's my real talent, love and advice and trying to help people coach Cooch. That's a talent. It's not something I want to do. It's just something I just can see. And I can see that he's aggravated. He didn't want to be on TV. She probably was forcing it, crying, like, oh, I'm going to need my job, and you're making shit hard, and we need this money, um, you know, and he did it. And then you could tell he did something he didn't want to do. Now, was he wrong for saying he hate marriage and and all, and, like, just the way he disregard her? Yes, he's wrong, because if you do start to hate your mate, just leave him a fuck alone. That's the problem I'm having with a lot of black men especially. Like, you guys be so miserable with somebody. You be so angry, but you don't want to leave them alone. Just leave a person alone. You don't got to go and, and disrespect them. And you ain't got to go kill them. Like, cause, like, oh my God, intimate partner deaths are like on an all-time high. And now they're killing the kids too. It's just too much. If you don't want that person, just move the fuck on. So that's why I advise for Kenya's husband if she... um. If he doesn't love her anymore or in love with her or don't like her. Because I think that someone liking your ass is more than someone loving you. And I broke that down on live the other day about what kind of nigga you guys need to be checking out. And I may be able to um, play it for you maybe on the next show. But I broke it down like on what you need to find or what needs to find you in order to be successful in love. So um, also... Kenya's one of those women that when her shit ain't going right, like most bitches, when her shit ain't going right, she cannot be a good friend to you when her shit ain't going good. So for some reason, now that Cynthia got her man and she's feeling good and life is, is great, Kenya is really starting to show her true colors towards Cynthia. She's coming out her face. The one thing you better never motherfucking do is try to embarrass me about my business. That's like somebody sitting there, I'm a new agent in the state of Delaware, and you start basically testing me on questions about Delaware uh, real estate law. Although I probably know a lot of it because I don't play games like that. I like to know before I'm doing stuff. But the point of the matter is, like, Ever since this wine situation came up, like, you're so jealous. Did you want a winery before? Did you, like, speak to her about it and then she went ahead and did it and you're really pissed off? Like, or are you one of those people that talk a good talk and don't really do shit? And, and um, Cynthia's more of a person that go out there and get what she want and you're jealous that everything is coming together? And you jealous that she got a man? Even though he a little doofy, but you, you are you jealous that she got a man that loves her and wants to marry her? Like... First of all, I was done with Kenya when her ass ruined the engagement. She was like, I think he's going to propose to you. Like, right there, she should have just got punched in her face. You saw how bad Candy was. And Candy is a Taurus woman. And Taurus women, when those eyes start flaring, you know, it don't take much for a Taurus woman to be ready to whoop your ass. So, she was just so mad. She was like, why would you do that? Like, she could not handle it. So, Nene... I see what Nene did in two ways. Nene was trying to be nice to her for the sake of the show. Like, you know what? 
I don't really like you, bitch, but I'm going to be cool with you because we need to make sure that we're making good TV. And nobody wants to be everybody's enemy. So at the time, you know, uh, everybody was like not friends with Nini. So Nini was trying to get back into the circle. So she's trying to be nice to Kenya. Kenya wasn't having it. Kenya don't want no scenes with Nini. You could tell. She's just basically like, nah, I'm good. But I understand why she don't want to be friends with Nini because Nini's also one of those people that when she get mad, a whole other uh, side come out, and then she go ahead and throw everything in your face. She was like, bitch, your husband don't like you, don't love you. Like, shit like that is just really sad. But you heard when, but Kenya was coming back to her, though. Like, oh, you like your husband? And I could tell Nene and Greg, they got a lot of secrets. Oh, my God. But I like how Nene does it. They got a lot of secrets, but guess what? Nene's not putting all her business out there on national TV. This is still TV, you guys. You know how many people come up to you and ask you some shit about something you said on TV? So imagine you mad on TV and you telling them, yeah, my husband did this. Oh, my husband treats me like this. My husband don't treat me nice. I don't fuck my husband as much as I want to. You know, people are coming to you and be like, oh, so how's your husband? Is he fucking you better now? Like, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm good. It's just like too much motherfucking oversharing going on, and I, I just can't respect it. So we'll see what happens at the reunion. I think this reunion is going to be hot. I think this reunion is going to be spicy, and, um, you know, I want to see what happens. I just hope nobody get their ass whooped because that's the thing about those ensemble uh, shows. People will say anything just to be the star of those shows. It's like really like no fucking joke, okay? So, and I just want Kenya to leave that man alone. Because he the type of person, he may try to kill her one day. Like, he doesn't want her. And when a man don't want you, you just gotta like keep it fucking pushing, okay? Alright, next thing I want to talk about. We're gonna pray for her marriage. The next thing I want to talk about is rapper, old school rapper, Ice-T's wife. Continuing to breastfeed um, a four-year-old. Now, I understand that rapper Ice-T's wife is a whole other race. So maybe she just doesn't get it. Maybe she just do things that we as black people just don't do. But four years old, I think you need to stop breastfeeding once a child is old enough to say, Mommy, give me titty. Once they can say all that, Mommy, give me titty. Or they using the bathroom, walking around by themselves. That is a time to be like, you know what? You might be a little too old. Or if they're old enough to go ahead and pull a titty out. I do not like that at all. Alright, so um, Coco, cut the shit out, okay? Next topic that you guys wanted me to talk about was the Ariana Fletcher, a.k.a. The Real Kyle Sister. These are Instagram girls. I don't normally talk about Instagram girls on the show. But, um... <clears throat> we could talk about it a little bit. But before we go talk about them, I want to talk about Ariana's ex-boyfriend, Javante Davis, who we talked about on the last episode of In My Bag Podcast. Make sure you follow me at Tiana Smalls, T-I-O-N-N-A Smalls on Instagram. We're going to talk about Javante Davis. That is the, you know, the boxer that went ahead and like grabbed his baby mama out of this gym in Miami, and she was sitting there with Floyd Mayweather's other baby mother. Nobody uh, went ahead and helped her or anything like that. He just was basically like throwing her ass like a rag doll. Now today, 
it comes out they're showing another angle of the situation and this time you can see him like practically about to like whoop her ass and look like a a guy came in front of him and they fell she fell into the wall i know her back is still hurting he was trying to fight her and then this other guy was gonna square up he looked like yo i don't care this little nigga is a professional boxer or not we're gonna fight i mean just the ghetto but guess what um, in this angle, you could see a girl, a little ghetto girl with some little, uh, cuts in her jeans run out to try to help the girl. So I like that. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. Y'all be hanging out with them bougie bitches. Those bougie bitches gonna watch you get beat the fuck up. You gotta hang out with you some ghetto girls sometimes, okay? Because they're gonna make shit happen. They're gonna help you out at least if somebody go ahead and try to fuck you over. Now, um, so Javante used to mess with this girl named Ari, who's the real... Kyle's sister on Instagram. Now, her and Alexis Sky, who is supposedly Fatty Wops, baby mother, they got beef. And <clears throat> I hate to talk about Instagram girls because it just doesn't make no sense to me. In Atlanta, Georgia, Atlanta is such a small town. Everybody know each other. It's only a few places you could go. Like, it's like small. Even though it's big, it's small. And if you got real beef, you're going to fight. Fuck that. You got beef. It ain't no beef. Sometimes it ain't beef. Sometimes you just don't fuck with people. It's just people that I just don't fuck with. It don't mean it's beef. Beef is a whole other level. However, somebody would have got fucked up if they would have had went as far as these girls went. Talking about dead brothers. Talking about people, kids. Stuff like that. I don't understand this new generation. I talk about this all the time. I don't understand this new generation. I am an 80s baby that grew up in the 90s, the killer 90s. You cannot talk about people, kids. That was number one to get your ass killed. Like, you cannot talk about people, kids. But these new 90s kids, they on some other, they on some other shit. And they do not give a fuck. And it's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully they stop all that fake beefing. And I know they had a, a club appearance together. And they came at different times and stuff like that. But that fake beef shit, that shit is more like chicken. Let that shit go. Because before somebody really get hurt for the niggas getting involved and all type of stuff like that. Just let it go. Alright. So I do. <clears throat> before I talk about my trip to Atlanta. And before I try to play you this, this real good audio I want you to hear. I want to talk, I want to give a shout out to a few people. First of all, I want to give a shout out to Brittany Mealy, okay? She is the baby mother of future. That's why y'all know her. That's She's she's cool. Me and her was really cool at one point too. Um, I like her a lot because she's a Virgo like me. Virgo, greatness, Beyonce, Michael Jackson, Mingli is a lot of us. That's Virgos. We're very creative. We're very into our brands. And she created a like wanted collection and you guys could check it out on her website and or you can go to at the Britney on Instagram. And that shit was just so creative. Like basically, she uh basically told the blogs that she got locked up. She sent people to tell them that she got locked up and it went all over and went viral. And then uh come to find out it was really like fake for a campaign that she made for her unicorn universe. I think that is so great. I think that is something that you guys can do while you're in the house with the Rona or trying to avoid the Rona. Go ahead and get creative. Write down everything you need to write down. Do your shows. Write down your notes. Finish your book. Tiana Smalls, a.k.a. Coach Cooch. Do things that you normally um, wouldn't do. All right. So I want to give her a shout out. I also want to give a shout out to my homegirl Wana, okay? Wana, aka Wana got class on Instagram, W-A-N-A, 
got class. She's dropping her new book called Swiped. I think that is wonderful. I like to give my black woman all their respect because we was put here to not make it. So when people out here trying to do something, we got to go ahead and support. And then I also want to give a shout out to myself, Tiana Smalls, a.k.a. T Got The Keys. So when you hear T Got The Keys, it's a real estate moment. Plug. All right. I am in a new city. Um, doing real estate, which is the city, well, which is the state of Delaware. I do I do real estate in the whole state. And let me tell you guys something. Why y'all didn't tell me that? Being the new girl, it's really no joke. Like, when you're the new girl, people really be sleeping on you. And my thing is this. I know what I came with. I know, like, my sales tactics. I know my. I'm really stepping up my marketing. I'm, I'm like, I need to go to Atlanta for a few months so I can really step it up. But I, I'm stepping up my marketing. And I know I'm in a new state and I'm in a new office. I, it's new paperwork. I don't know. But the, the difference is I'm going to go hard and learn everything I need to learn. Like, last day I was up watching everything I need to, you know, watch. And just to get my shit all the way together. So, Sleep on me, baby, because I'm be coming in with them checks. So it's just difficult being in a new office. You got to deal with a lot of biatches and, and stuff like that. I'm going to keep y'all really posted, but it's, like, really funny. We had, like, a chili contest, like, two weeks. First of all, who has a chili contest with no judges? It was no judges. So basically who won, this lady won that had pork and beans. It was, like, the worst day of my life. I went ahead. I was sweating making that chili. And this bitch wins with pork and beans. It's just disrespectful. But um, anyway, so I want to talk to you guys about my trip really quickly, all right? So my sister, my mom, and like the bestest friend in the world besides Roy, my friend Laura, we all went to, uh, and I said my mom, yeah. We all went to Atlanta, Georgia to <laughs> do the double-edged contest with Toya. <laughs> now, the way I can read the text messages to y'all. This is like the funniest shit. The way Toya was explaining the contest to me, it sounded very regular. It just sounded like, okay, we all going to go to the gym and we're going to do our thing. I didn't have no sign. I said this before on live and I'm going to say it again. I did not have any sign that this contest was going to be at the level that it was on. So I was like, okay, all right. So we wore regular shit. You know, um, I wore um, one of my base sweatsuits that they sent me, and it was really cool. And I was like, all right, cool. We were supposed to get shirts made, but I was like, ah, we don't need no shirts made. It ain't nothing that serious. We get to Atlanta. We pull up. There's Bentleys outside. There's G-Wagons outside. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, okay, I'm still not thinking nothing because I know girls out there, they drive those kind of cars every day. So I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Soon as we pulling up, Malaysian I'm pulling up. Everybody just walking up. They Malaysian them got on uniforms, like straight up Laker uniforms. They doing anything. So I'm like, hmm, okay. So I'm still not catching it. I'm still not catching it. All right, we from Brooklyn. Like when you say it's a double dutch contest, bitch, we gonna throw our sneakers on. But I fucked up with the sneakers, guys, because I threw away my Reeboks because they was too big. So I wore my Jordans. Oh my God. Them fucking Jordans. I was not light on my feet that day with those Jordans. Like, oh my God. It was terrible. So never going to wear Jordans again with Double Dutch or whatever like that. So once we get there, everybody got uniforms. Toy and them got three uniforms. Okay, one to warm up, one to practice, and one when they went ahead and did their contest. So if Toya, Carter, Johnson, 
ever tell you it's a contest, take that shit very serious because Toya is no joke. Toya turned herself back into a 15-year-old girl. She looked like she was 15 years old. Her daughter was cartwheeling across the motherfucking gym. I said, oh, y'all done played me. But it's okay because I ain't gonna lie, I was a little scared. I was like, not scared because I knew we was gonna lose, but I was like scared because we was not prepared. And not only that, it was just like more, like we have no uniforms, but it's all right because next time we gonna really take this shit serious. So if you know how to jump, I need all my project bitches to call me. We need to go ahead and we need to battle them. Them girls was doing dances. Uh, Toya turned herself into a professional double dutch player. It was this. It was a lot. It was a lot going on. But I did have a great time. I I love Toy even more now because her motivation is like on my level of motivation. And it's hard for me to meet people with um, you know, motivation like myself. Like we, we met before, but we I didn't know her motivation was on that kind of level. So I gotta step step my shit up. Alright. So I wanna tell y'all about three restaurants that I found out about while I was in Atlanta, all right? First one was Frost Bistro. That's owned by Rashida and Kirk Frost. It is a very nice place. It's beautiful. It don't even belong in Atlanta. It looks like in a Miami spot. I had the Frost Wings. Those wings was popping. I, I, I still thinking about the wings. I might have to make something similar. So I liked it. It had a Miami vibe. It was real like nighttime-ish. Um, you know, you know how Rashida and them gonna do it. They're gonna do it big. So I wanna see that restaurant still around by the time I come back. It's a beautiful place. Go check it out. It's black owned. Another place um, that was mad good. I'm talking about mad good. Gaucher's Breakfast Bar. Okay, that's owned by Gaucher. You remember the one I used to mess with? Um, Lala Homegirl? She has a breakfast bar. When I tell you the line was out the motherfucking door, the line was out the door. And them jalapeno grits was so good, it'll make you slap your mama. And that's another black-owned business, okay? Then, lastly, we tried a place called Lickety Split Soul Kitchen because... My mother really wanted soul food. She was like, ever since we came up there, she was like, you know what? I want some soul food, some real soul food. And I'm like, well, you know what? Your wish is my command. We in Atlanta. We're going we gonna to get you some real soul food. So I took them to Lickety Split Soul Kitchen. And we just had a good time. Just black women coming together, you know what I'm saying, to fellowship. So that was a, a really good thing. Now, earlier I mentioned that I really broke down love and what I think you need to find or what needs to find you in order to be successful. And I guess I'm going to end that show with that audio. Let me pull that audio up for you. I want you guys to make sure that you spread the word about In My Bag Podcast. I know y'all be missing me and I be missing you guys too. But we got to just go with what we got to go with. You guys know I got mad jobs and I got to do what I got to do. I need that money so I can buy that building. For the new tea room, right? All right. So I'm going to go ahead and play it. And it's really deep. And I said it from my heart. Because I really want women to like understand that they're the one. Like, And somebody has to work to get you. Just listen to it. Give me some feedback. Make sure you tell a friend. Um, and once again, it's your girl, you know, Tiana Smalls, a.k.a. Coach Cooch. This is what I think you got to find in order to, you know, be all right. Hold on. Hey, it's alright, cause it's raining men, hallelujah, it's raining men, hey, hey, it's raining men, choo-choo, hallelujah, it's raining men, hey, hey, 
nobody. Hold on, guys. Let me let me no find comments. it for y'all. I want to get to the point because I don't want y'all to listen to the whole thing because it's long. Hold on. Sorry. Just give me a second. We interrupt these messages. I, I ain't see them. All right. I don't know. You know, I don't know. So if you see an attractive guy as a girl, you shouldn't try to ask him out? No. Hell no. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You are the prize, honey. You, I don't care how fine that is. You are the prize. And if you don't recognize all of that wagon that you are dragging, you don't need him. You are. Listen, I don't care. And I have a son, and I still say this. The woman is the prize. Always. I don't care if you are fat. I don't care if you are. You think you're ugly. I don't care if you're not smart. I don't care if you can't even read a fourth grade book. You are the woman. You have the power. And that's why hoes used to be hating. And coach used to take their baby daddies. Because they used to have them niggas doing whatever they wanted to do. But then when they ate the coach coach, they was tainted. Because you got to have confidence in yourself. You hoes have the body. But y'all don't have no confidence. And no brains. And y'all don't understand the power of the punani. Y'all don't understand that you are the prize. And when you understand that you're the prize, you're going to always win in this game. Always win in life. You got to know that you're the prize. Always. I don't never question if I'm not the prize. I'm always the prize. I don't give a fuck how much cellulite I got on my ass. I don't care how big my stomach is since I stopped going to the gym and I got to go back to. I don't care. I'm the prize. I'm just the prize with some cellulite. That's it. I don't care. I don't never believe I'm not the prize. And I don't care what nigga it is. I never felt like I wasn't the prize. Never. Never. I never felt that way. And I've been around famous men. I don't care. Because all them same niggas that talk all that shit be the same ones licking the cellulite. So you don't. don't you the prize. Always. 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 I'm asking no man out. In 2020, a man knows what he wants. A man knows what he wants when he sees her. And a real man just can't deny a woman's worth. You, let me say something. Take it from Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys had the bumpiest fucking face in America in the business. Okay? <laughs> She had, like, the whole butch look, everything. But I'll never forget 10 years ago when I was taping What Chili Wants. And her and Swiss Beats was doing a scene for our show. And the way that man looked at her while she was on the stage, I called my mama. I'll never forget. I called my mama. I said, Pam. She said, yes. I said, Shawnee ain't never get her man back. Mm. I said it. I said it. She's never getting him back. And she said, what? What are you talking about? I said, the way he was looking at Alicia Keys on that stage, he was looking at her like he saw God in the flesh. And I'm sure Swiss could have got a bunch of chicks, but when he saw her, then she paid his tax debt up. Oh, okay. Anyway. Anyway. But you you understand what I'm saying. Talk that talk. Nah, I really believe it, too. I don't... This ain't a front. I really believe that. A woman's always... I When I walk in a room and it's all men, I'm feeling like power. I'm the woman. So it's always going to be... I'm always feel powerful and beautiful and wonderful. I'm, I'm the woman. My whole life. Why, why do you think I put up that ugly-ass picture of me after I have my son? 
you niggas could never. Never. But can you let him, let you know, can you let him know you, he's attractive? Depends on how you do it. See, I got I to gotta coach you, young girl. Because the way I used to let him know, I ain't going to tell you online, but I got a little game how I used to let him know. What's up? I'm about to break it down. I never dated a guy from the South, and if so, how different were they from the New York guys? <laughs> I never dated a guy from the South, but a lot of South guys um like me. They spend money, though. The South guys gonna spend money, but they'll kill you, too, though. That's why I ain't never liked them. Girl, I freaking love you and your advice and story. Think I got a lot of stories, right? Uh, hey, caller girl, I'm teaching them some game right now. You got me talking. Wait a minute, don't skip that part. What's part did I skip? Hold Tell on, me, I I'm gonna try to skip uh, I to where I want to talk about. Okay, yes. Now, this is the part y'all gotta really hear because it's got the game right here. This is the game, guys. This is the game. Write it down, guys. Tiana Smalls, aka Coach Coot, in my bad podcast. There's gonna be a lot of men you're gonna meet. You're gonna meet men at work. You're gonna meet guys at the restaurants. You're gonna meet guys at the happy hour spot. You're gonna meet guys at the fundraisers where you need to be going to meet some niggas at because that's where the niggas with the money's at. You're gonna meet guys in the industry. You're gonna meet guys at fucking work for the MTA or the DOT and you're gonna always meet a nigga but all you need in this life to win is one nigga that see you for the queen you are no matter what nobody say his mom can say I don't like that baby his girl can say she don't like he don't like dark skin girls uh, he don't like fat girls he don't like girls with no butt he don't like light skin girls slim girls all you need is that one one that think you the one when he meets you he like your set it's like eating out that's what this life is this is how you're gonna win in dating it's like when you eat out right after a while you get tired of eating out but the only way if you're especially if you're getting cheap like me right the only way you're gonna spend that money is if you taste something you never tasted before Meaning that you had that burger a hundred times. You had a burger a hundred times. But it's something in that motherfucking burger that you just can't put your mouth to. And it make your mouth water every time. And you know how to make burgers at home. But it's something in that burger when you go to that certain restaurant that you just can't fucking figure out. And all you know is you want it. And your mouth waters for it. That's who you got to become for a nigga. You gotta just be that piece of taste that he just can't understand why he likes it so much. Why he loves it. So he meet bitches that got a better burger than you, juicier burger than you, darker burger than you, well cooked burger than you, cheaper burger than you. Because I'm sure there's a lot of cheaper burgers than me. Trust me. But when he tastes your burger, it's something that tastes that he just can't figure out. And that taste is what make him come back over and over and over. And that's when you're never going to get your nigga back. If he tastes that burger, and it's a taste he can't put his mouth to, it's something he can't get every day, something he can't even afford to get every day, you ain't never going to get that nigga taste buds back. Because you regular burger. You're a regular ass burger. A burger I could get coming home from work. On the highway, on Route 40. If you're not that burger, 
that taste in the back of your teeth after you eat it. Let them know. You just can't figure out what the fuck is in this burger. What is this? What taste is that? That's what a bitch is to a guy. That's what she is. That's what a woman is to a guy. That right woman for him. You can't figure it out. And it's always going to taste good when you taste it too. It's never going to taste different. They got the same recipe every day. And yet he can't figure that taste out. And that taste makes him spend his money. Even when he don't got enough money for the burger. He know he got only $20 in his pocket. But he's going to spend 11 for the burger. Because he knows it's going to quench something that no other burger can quench. Deep! <laughs> Deep! <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was another one of Tiana Smalls' talks. <laughs> that is a TED Talk for today, guys. Thank you guys for listening to episode 23 of In My Bag Podcast. Peace, y'all. See y'all again another time.